Hey, and welcome to the Have Any Act podcast. My name is Neil. I'm joined here with my friend Chris. And today we're going to sit down and talk about, well, we don't know because in our usual Have Any Act podcast that I do with uh, Brent, we have questions. We go back and forth. I ask him a question. He tells me the answer. Uh, he's not prepped as to what the questions are prior to the video. I kind of spring them on him. Uh, this time, I actually don't have any questions. We're just going to sit down and have a good old-fashioned yak. That's so it. That's totally we're going to see where the conversation goes. Uh, this might be a 10-minute video. This might be a 50-minute video. We don't, we don't know. We're just going to... This might be a good video. This might be horrible. This might be the worst video yeah. that I've ever made. So uh, we're just going <clears> to <throat> see where it goes. Uh, so thanks, Chris, for joining me. I appreciate it. And... Uh, it's easier to start off with a topic rather than just sure. kind of think about yeah. something. So I do have something. Do you believe in Yetis? Define Yeti. Abominable Snowman, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or oh. Sam Squanch, depending okay. on how you want to yeah, 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 call yeah. it. I, uh, <clears throat> I I thought maybe you were talking about um, really expensive coolers at first, in which case they exist. Uh, no, I'm talking about the furry... Uh, that they're named humanoid. After. Okay. Yes, in the in the woods or the snow. Uh, I don't think I do. Why? Uh, because I th I think that we are enough places as humans um, that I think we we would be we'd find them. Like we would run into them, and somebody, and of course, with how many people have cameras with them, you know. Um, cause all the footage that we have of Bigfoot and all that kind of thing, it's all like, uh, like it was filmed with a potato. Yeah. You ever consider that he was, that the, uh, Sasquatch <clears throat> is just naturally blurry? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hold it together there. Uh, <laughs> no, no. No. Yeah, no, I think that uh, you make a good point. There is not actually any credible, realistic footage out there that's like, okay, this is real, this is legit. Everything is very questionable. You see little pieces. Yeah. It's There's been so many fakes that it's. I'm very skeptical. However, I do believe that Sasquatch exists. You do? Sas Sasquatches. There's not, there's not so many of them. No Yetis, but Sasquatch exist. <clears throat> uh, I or are we, generalize we're generalizing. Thing. Okay, yeah. so we're putting them all together. Um, you know what? The funny thing is about this is that I think that probably um, I would think that a Sasquatch would exist because they live in the woods. Yes. And Yeti, uh, snow yeah. monster, right? Where yeah. I, I think you'd be like, there's nothing else there. And you'd just be like, there's one. Yeah, but they're white. They they blend in with the snow. Polar bears are white, and we see them. Yeah, but we're like, there's a polar bear. Oh, probably because he wants to eat you, and maybe yet he doesn't. <clears throat> yeah, maybe, maybe. So I don't, I don't know. Okay, so let me ask you this: mm. If you um, were contracted by um, a production company and they wanted to film you try and catch uh, a Sasquatch, e even though you don't believe in it, even though you think it's silly, you know you're not going to catch one. How would you make it entertaining? How would you actually go about trying to catch a Sasquatch? What would be your, um, what are the, some of the things that My you would strategies. do? My strategies. Your strategies, yes. My strategies to uh, <clears throat> to catch what could be a mythical beast. Um, <laughs> so I'd get a I'd get a string, okay, and I'd get a box, okay. I'd get a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'd tie that string to the stick and the box would go up like this and I would tie it I would wait yeah but they're super smart how do you know I'm assuming so because they haven't been caught yet like and there's been some pretty elaborate traps out there so like but there's this is assuming they exist assu assuming they exist assuming if some of the footage is real I've seen footage of traps be disarmed by Sasquatches, hypothetically, if it was real footage. I think that Sasquatch are just very hairy people who live in the woods. The hillbillies. Well, maybe hillbilly. Like, maybe hillbillies. Maybe hillbillies? Maybe. Like northern hill hillbillies, though. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like Canadians. It's obviously, they're... 
It's yeah. just much, just you much have Canadian. You'd be very right hairy if you're not wearing clothes in, in anywhere <clears throat> in uh, north of the American border, I think. Yeah. It gets chilly. I mean, you know, in some northern states it gets pretty chilly. Mm-hmm. You know? It so. does. It does for sure, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. How would I catch one? I don't know. We've got trail cams everywhere. Like, trail cams are a thing now, so you could just put a trail cam out there and check it. And you'd be like, of course, trail cams are like potatoes, too. Though. Exactly. So that's the thing. Yeah. That, that's They'd been be like, done. Yeah. That's been done. Like, what would you do that was Take so a neat? footage out of it? I've been keeping up on the on the Sasquatch uh, chase, to be honest with you. And it sounds like you are. It sounds like you're something you look for. Is is you probably go down a YouTube rabbit hole kind of thing. I've been, I've been video. there. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <clears throat> I also have another person that I know is heavily into the Sasquatch debate and usually sends me some articles and stuff. So, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just waiting for credible footage. So, pro Sasquatch is your other friend. Pro Sasquatch? What? Yeah, are they like believers. Oh yeah, or? definitely. Okay. So they're just sending you articles that support the fact. Support yeah, the fact. The reason I ask you the show questions is because if he was ever. Uh, to come into money or whatever, like a lot of money, that's what he wants to do is create his own show where really? he goes into the woods and tries to find a, a Sasquatch legitimately not... Interesting. Not fake anything. Like if he doesn't find anything, he doesn't find anything. Like it's just, that's what the show is going to be. <clears throat> now, there's a there's already like a show about like whether something exists or not and it doesn't exist and they're doing their very best to make it exist. And that's... um. What's that island in uh, off Nova Scotia? Oh, right. About the treasure. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, this is what happens when you don't prepare for exactly. for a video. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can look it up. I got my phone. Absolutely, right here. look it up. Anyway, uh, like I've never, I actually I, I DVR'd the series and uh, I never actually did watch it. Um, and you're probably familiar with it. You're probably already you're like yelling at your screen or or your headphones saying, you. You twits, it is... Oak Island. Oak Island, the treasure of Oak Island. And it's an entire series about something that likely doesn't exist. But in order to get ratings, and in order to, to get ratings and a company that's going to pay for your for your series, you have to make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's... That if you don't make it entertaining, what do you You better have a lot of money. Mm. What's Okay, what's a show out there that's actually based on factual events... Um, that is entertaining, like uh, like Deadliest Catch. Like, there's that's. Hey, do you watch Deadliest Catch? I've watched it a, uh, a number of times. That's uh, uh, the voiceover for that is done by um, the guy that did Dirty Jobs. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think he gets uh, I think he gets a glass of rum and the, does <coughs> the voiceover. Hmm. That's the job I want. That'd be all right. I don't have that kind of voice. I, I don't, don't either. Think. No. no. Uh, but he he but, does he does a good job. He does a fantastic job. But I think he's got probably got like balls like onions, just giant. Oh. <laughs> that's how he gets his voice so deep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that show is that show is pretty badass. Uh, it is. It's it's. I'm sure there's a little bit of forced drama in there between the ships and all that stuff. Ah, but, no doubt. Uh, generally, that's a, that's a pretty hardcore show, and that's a pretty intense, rugged lifestyle. So. Uh, I've kind of secretly always wanted to not necessarily go on one of the ships to do the work. But just be on the ships to film, basically. I mm. want to be one of the cameramen. I, that dead air is is me considering what it's like when you are working. What do you mean? You have to work on a ship. Like it, one thing is, it's one thing for that to be your job where you go out there and you you you're fishing. Like you are a deckhand or you know, a captain mm-hmm. or whatever, um, and you get paid. But it's it's different when your job is to go out there and film the people that are that are doing the job. You know, nobody ever sees you, yeah. right? You know, I mean, um, if if I can if I can go back to um, something we we went to recently it was a the Banff Film Festival, yeah. And so, uh, it, I let me get around to it. We're watching a lot of the videos there, and we're always wondering. There was like a lot, a lot of rock climbing and stuff like that, but like so, there's like a 15 year old girl who's doing um, a really hard climb. I don't know what it was, like a 5.2 or something like that. I don't remember what the uh, the, the rating the scale is was. Whatever, yeah. yeah, but there's footage from above of her climbing up. And then that means there's somebody already up there holding a the camera, you know, above. Mm-hmm. 
where where she was she was climbing to so well she was climbing free-handedly like the, they, they he could have gone up a trail that had hooks and all the stuff where he just climbed up easily maybe he went around and got up on the mountain from the other side maybe he repelled i don't know i don't know i don't know but anyway yeah so like <clears throat> that's almost a show on its own is oh like definitely your camera gear's got to be out there you get you got to worry about getting the shot i don't know if i'd want to do that what about that one um is it called Gold Rush or something? It's about. Uh, I watched it recently. Like I think that would be interesting to to f- be on the film crew for as well. It'd be slow because it's a it's monotonous work. But yeah, and and again, it's gonna have to be forced uh, exaggeration. Yeah, like any of the Big Brother interviews, like all of that stuff. <laughs> I think is happening long after they've done something, and production has a lot of. Um, a lot, you know, steers the conversation or, you know. Oh, there's a lot. Of, there's, a, there's a puppet master for Big Brother. Absolutely. And all stuff. I, I think it is for all of them, for sure. Because I don't think the people are as interesting as they are on TV, nah. you know, in real life. You'll get that one, right? or, one or two people that are actually the character yeah. that they are portraying or that yeah. you see. Because, but. like, I, I'm not, like, even right now, this really isn't me. It's yeah. a little bit of me. And I know this isn't you. It's no, a little bit of you. I'm more toned down a little bit. But I watched uh, I watched part of your um, having you act this morning mm-hmm. when you were talking about um, um, having a crush on celebrities. Oh yes, yes. I didn't get through your entire uh, podcast. I was I was making blueberry pancakes this morning. Were they good? I had my bus. Yeah, Bisquick blueberries. Mm. Mm, yeah, put a little bit of butter in the batter. Oh yeah, so buddy. So good. So you were. Uh, so I was listening with headphones on while I was cooking breakfast, yeah. So you were interested in this topic because you wanted to chime in and say who your celebrity crush was or just give your opinion on the topic. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of like, that's not really a celebrity crush. I think it's fine to have crushes, but you're, you're, you, your crush is on the television character. And if somebody had a crush on you for doing Like me, per, like me yeah, personally? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you, like I know you. <clears throat> I don't, I don't have a crush on you. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. Let me, and, let me show you some more skin here. <laughs> oh, forearms. Um, no, but uh, yeah, because you, you're totally, I want to say totally different. You have um, a screen, there's a screen, Neil, and then there's, a, there's the rest of Neil. I can't display a lot of my humor on camera. Yeah, you mentioned that in your podcast too. My humor's... Uh, a little more brash than than most, so raw. Uh, I I don't get offended by stuff, so I yeah. like, I like humor that's really offensive. Uh, so almost yeah. shock value kind of um, Joe Rogan yeah. kind of. I also try and speak more clearly when I know I'm on camera because well, people are listening and stuff. And I didn't do a very good job of that. In fact, I was editing video this morning, and I'm like, uh, might as well just throw some bubble gum in my mouth. I'm and that's that's Marbles. taking a, that's taking a long long time. Like, I'm up close to a thousand videos now. Sure, up over seventy five podcasts, including yeah. this one and the, the hockey one. It takes it just literally just takes time and practice, and Absolutely. it's not something that you can be good at just like that. Got to slow down, and you you got to do it. Yeah, if you don't do it, and that's what I'm entirely my entire day today before I came here was spent editing video, re-recording voiceovers. For no other reason than to do it. And I will publish the video and you can find it over on my YouTube channel, which Neil may or may not link in just comment the description on the, below. Just comment on this video and I can pin it. See, that's what he does. It's so much it's easier. It's my job now. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing too is like the description is something you have to get to. You have to yeah, yeah. Comment that's on true. it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a experience is what I'm trying to do. So, yeah. Um, and this is what happens to me too. I started on a trail. I get somewhere and I'm like, oh, where was I? Mm-hmm. I? I just trail off and forget what I was yeah. talking about. But I think we were talking about um, making a Sasquatch video and then how it got how how uh, publishing exactly what it is is boring. Like if it's, if it is boring, so then we got to faking it. Well, and then because you're if you if you actually film it for what it is and you go out and you don't find anything, you're gonna. It's a short video. You're, you're going to remove a lot of people who just don't care about it in general mm. because they, they want to see the 
the potential of, of seeing one, whatever. Yeah. But then you'll get the hardcore people who will watch regardless because they're always going to be interested in that topic. So, yeah. But that obviously that population is very number. small. Yeah, yeah, smaller number. Um, <clears throat> and so that brings me to uh, live streaming. Live streaming, yes. Mind-numbingly boring. Uh, well, for what though? Like, for, for like, like I've live streamed a couple of times, and the things I've live streamed were I don't know. I opened I opened a mystery box of surplus crap from. Uh, uh, Princess Auto, yeah, and that's something that we're going to do on this channel. Soon, Absolutely, actually. for sure. And um, and and uh, it, it was entertaining to me because I have no idea what's inside the box. It was five dollars and fifteen dollars, and then I opened it up, and there was some pretty cool stuff in there, and there was some stuff that I had no idea what it was, and some stuff that was valuable. Exactly. It, it, so, and you live streamed that. On I Facebook. live streamed it, and it was. I've watched it again, right? <laughs> um, but. Like uh, I've watched a couple of, of YouTubers who live stream um, questions and answers. And I've done li- that before. You've live streamed questions. I don't remember if I watched. It's been it. a long time. It's, mm. it's yeah, it's been a long time. December twenty seventeen. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, but I find that like <clears throat> I don't. I, live streaming just doesn't interest me at all. And, and I, I doesn't interest me either. Instagram stories. Yeah. Same. No. I need you to take all of the other stuff that is all around here and cut it right down to the interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, don't show me the stuff that isn't interesting. My time is valuable. I assume your time is valuable. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. So live live streaming. So uh, saying that, yeah, knowing that you just live streamed for, mm-hmm. I think it was like 50 minutes to an hour. And then I cut it down for, actually that live stream is available on my YouTube channel, which I did cut down. I cut a lot of the stuff interaction with, with the crowd. Right. That made no sense if you put it on YouTube, um, but go watch it and see see what you see what you think of it. It was um, it was originally live streamed zero uh, editing, of course, um, and then I edited for YouTube. Yeah, um, but that original live stream was close to an hour, if not more. It was like fifty four so minutes. Yeah, that's that, that's a lot of time for yeah. that. But there was never and it's a weird thing because there was no dead air. There was opening boxes, showing you stuff, and mm-hmm. then moving on. And I kind of went as fast as I could. No, but you're, and you're good at that too. You're, no, you're good at not allowing there to be any dead air because you were interacting with people who were commenting and that stuff. That was important. And, and you were doing silly stuff like if you got you got like this rain jacket <laughs> thing and yeah. you didn't just set it aside. You talked to yourself and you opened it up and you put it on. It was funny. Like, it's, Oh, my gosh. And I, that's why I, I wanted, kept that. That's why I want to do something on this channel like that because it's – it's going to be funny because we know we're going to get some ridiculous as stuff. As long as there's stuff in there. And then like I was thinking to myself is that I should reach out to Princess Auto and be like, hey, why don't you curate some entertaining boxes? Oh, yes. Like like put stuff in there. I'm not asking for valuable stuff, but stuff I can open up and be like interact with. Exactly. Things that make no sense, that can't be identified. We should talk to, or you should talk to them and see if they can do that. Mm. Like that second box that I opened then the third box. So I had the first one, which was $5, and then a $15 box, and that was one video. And then I have another video where they, they gave me a giant box. Yeah, there's probably like 60-plus items in there. Giant that. box. And there were only a couple of things that was like, what is this? Um, but there was there was one thing in there that was uh, – it was the um, – Oh, the, was the, the parachute? The parachute deployment parachute. That thing was – Awesome and completely useless at the same time. <laughs> I've no idea. I was going to bring it here today, actually. Yeah. And to do a video, it'd be like, "What is this?" Comments. Leave it in the comments. Yeah, it's. But that kind of thing is like, if it was just an entire box of stuff that you knew what it was. It would kind of be boring. Oh, definitely. With having those weird things in there. And so, it, and that video was kind of spoiled a little bit because when you open the box, you could see everything right away. Basically, the box is so too big too. I think. I think that we should do it when we do it. I'll open it and give it you the item one at a time, so you are surprised one at a time. Because sure. it's, it's your box; it's we'll your we'll stuff. We'll try it out. We'll try it out. Okay. The next one that they're going to have, uh, they actually <clears throat> uh, Princess Auto did let me know that they're going to have um, more boxes available uh, February sixteenth, which is a Saturday. They open up at eight o'clock in the morning, and I will be there. I at will 8:00. also be there. That is one week from today. It is as we're filming yep. this, so yep. it's going to be good. Yeah. By the time you guys hear this, it might actually be after that date. So who knows? Uh, yeah. So that that boxing either has already happened on the channel or is coming up soon. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's actually yeah. pretty exciting. Uh, 
That should be a lot of fun because the, you did get some. You got weird stuff like I, flower I, clippers or something like, and just yeah, but just I don't like know, it's surplus it stuff. So it's it's like stuff that that companies that may have gone out of business or department stores that may have gone out of business that just had a lot of stuff. And um, I assume that like Princess Auto buys it from a company who buys it from people who are out of business. Yep. And uh, some of it's good, some of it's not. I got a a, a, a wireless doorbell. I put all the batteries. I went out and bought D-sized batteries. When's the last oh, time you man. needed D-sized batteries? So uh, it takes three of them. Two months ago. The Rode Video Mic Pro takes D batteries. It does. It does. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, my God. I know. It's weird. It, they're huge and heavy. I know. But it lasts they last forever. They last forever. A year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um so this battery is, or so this doorbell, I opened it up and it had been previously opened and like whatever. So uh, I opened it up and I put the battery in it and I put the D batteries because it came with a little 12 volt battery. Press the button, nothing happens. All right. So I didn't pay anything for it. Can't take it back. So I yeah. take it apart and I get it working. It works like three feet away from the. Oh, really? Yeah. So garbage. Hmm. But you know, it's something fun to take apart. Well, that's the thing. You, you, you like stuff like that because you can right. do. You can create more I content. I love with it or to something. take things apart. Yeah, so. there's all kinds of stuff in there to do. So um, I might do some stuff with the stuff that I got. And that's kind of like the mail time episode that I do in the main channel. Sometimes people send us packages with stuff yeah. inside, and I don't I have no idea what's inside. And that's how our third, my third channel, Canadians Try Stuff, was born by people sending us food. Yeah, you have from... enough stuff to to put on a channel. Exactly. Make it that. Yeah. And that's what I think actually hurts my YouTube channels because I don't have any specific topic. I guess if I was going to say your my ch- YouTube channel has a topic, it's making it, videos. It's you. It's you, me you making are videos. The topic. It's your personality. It's your yeah. interests, whatever. It's not a specific thing. Like post to post is hockey. Yeah. This channel is kind of like your channel. It's like whatever. It's just yeah. whatever I want to do basically. Yeah. It's my fun channel. So yeah. I got videos about my, my, my truck changing lights on a, on a Honda Element. Mm. I miss my element. What, when um, are you going to make the video of the Chignecto hike that we did? So the Chignecto hike, actually, somebody asked in my last uh, video about the Osmo Pocket, which I just recently picked up. And uh, he had subscribed, I think, because of our videos of the training hikes that we did. Right. Yes. Right. So one of the things that I've, I've, I've learned through doing is that when you go in to start filming stuff, you really need to have some idea of a story yeah. or a storyline or you never want to look at the footage because you don't have a clear start, middle and finish. Mm-hmm. And this is what, this is where I'm, I'm struggling right now. Cause there were, there were a couple of different story angles that I thought. One of them is, yay, I'm going on a three day hike, which I think I wouldn't watch that. Yay. I'm going on a three day hike. Like with, with my channel, I want to. Like, I want to teach you something. I want to give, I want to have value. Your channel is, I would say, educational. That's what I want to do. I want to to explain to, like, if I was going to tell somebody, like, it was a, it was my first backcountry hike. Had to be your first. My back. first, yeah. Yeah. We went, we bought tents. Uh, we bought camping stove. We bought all Everything. the supplies we needed for three days, tried, two nights. Tried camping food or that we've never, like, free-dried oh, yeah, food. Dehyd- like, like, like stuff you'd get for zombie apocalypse. Exactly. So we went on and got all that stuff, and we bought the worst tent. They're terrible. <laughs> the worst tent. Yes. And this is, like, this is part of the story that I'm looking forward to and stuff. Yeah. Like, so, in, and in uh, in my reply to that, um, that user is, like, I didn't have a clear story, but when we could just sit around and talk about it and show some footage. But oh, yeah, we I still could. have, like, like 12 hours of footage that I have yeah. to go through, find that stuff. And and you know what? It's 45 minutes of my phone recording in my pocket. <laughs> I remember a couple times. Yeah. Which means, yeah. which and what that means is that while we were out, I, I hit record or I thought I hit record. It was going, I thought it was going. And then when I went to put it back in my pocket, I stopped recording, but it wasn't recording. So when I hit record, it started recording. And then you don't have the footage. For I don't have any of what I thought I needed. Yeah. 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 So. And so go back to the original thing, the Osmo 
pocket. Yeah, it was my pocket. I think would be really good on a on a trip like that. I think so. Um, there are some disadvantages if you're if you're interested in the Osmo Pocket. Um, I'm not in love with it, but I think it's a. I think it's definitely it's small. Yeah. Uh, 4K 60, 1080, 120. I will never use 4K. Mostly, I shouldn't say that. I won't use 4K anytime soon. I have no device that can make use of 4K. So I'm just storing. <laughs> I'm just making videos for yeah. other people. I guess I'm gonna make the videos for myself. So, <laughs> right. Um, uh, the Osmo Pocket, he asked if it would be ideal for uh, hiking. And so what I did was I, I took my phone and I took a, a 70D a digital SLR with a 10 millimeter, 20 millimeter non-stabilized lens. And I did a majority, I did all my video recording with my phone. And a number of times I thought I hit record and didn't. Or I was using the, I don't remember, it was like, what's the, this is front facing, is it? Or no, that? that's front-facing. Okay, so that's I would always facing. use the rear-facing camera because it's stabilized and the front-facing right. isn't. So when we were hiking, it would be all shaky. I reviewed my footage, and most of it is from here down. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's terrible. And then I did some footage on the uh, DSLR, but because the image uh, – or because the camera doesn't have an image-stabilized sensor and the lens wasn't stabilized, it looks like a – uh, an earthquake all the time. The 70D doesn't work with STM lenses to stabilize? It does, but I don't have one. Like my 10 to 20 is not stabilized. Like if you were going to go out. I thought the oh, body man. itself was had stabilization. It's not. No, none of the Canon cameras have in-body stabilization. Oh. oh, maybe the EOS does the the mirrorless ones. But no. Hmm. Like, yeah, and so there's three types of, without getting into too many details, there's three types of stabilization. Digital stabilization, which is, um, digital, it's, it's, it moves the image around. Exactly. There's nothing software. physical that moves in right. the camera. It does all with software. Then there's in-body stabilization, which actually moves the sensor. Exactly. Which is a crazy. It's on and like that's, a little gimbal. Yeah. Thing. So that's what um, iPhone has, and I'm sure your phone has it too. And then the other stabilization is in the lens where it actually moves the yeah. the lens elements around. Optical stabilization. Yeah, optical yeah. stabilization. Exactly. And, uh, of course, the most expensive is optical uh, stabilization. It's in the lens, so you have to buy a lens with it. Um, if you buy one without, like I have, um, it's usually lighter, less expensive, but, oh, my gosh. It's, like, if you're making so videos. Oh, shaky. If you're making videos... Just don't even bother getting the non, the non-stabilized version of the lens. Yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. And you can't you can't do it in post either. I tried. No, oh, it's terrible in post. I tried to no. I tried to throw that in and at ten millimeters. Nothing. It's yeah, it gets real weird. <laughs> it gets real <laughs> and real fishy. And even to even uh, like trying to stabilize it, you've got to wait an hour while it analyzes the oh, video. Oh yeah, because it has and to then, analyze frame by yeah. frame. So yeah. and then you play it back and you're like, well, that's a dog pile. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, Shignacto video come out sometime. Um, mm. I should get your footage. I think you have some I already footage. gave it to you. Do I have it? Yeah. Because you asked me for it weeks after we got back because you wanted to make a video. So I gave it, gave it to you. That's why I've been waiting. How did you give it to me? Dropbox. I'll need that link again. <laughs> <laughs> I deleted it off, off Dropbox. So. Yeah. No, I'll, I, had, I'll I have no idea where it is. Maybe I did download it and then, yeah, I don't. No, I, that's okay. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, no, I'll, I'll do that. Um, I did review some of her footage and I rotated the, uh, rotated a lot of the footage that wasn't the right way. So I've looked at it a little bit, but again, there's 12 hours of it. So mm-hmm. it's better to, it's probably better to make the story and then find the footage to go along with the story mm-hmm. than watch 12 hours of footage and then make the story. I'm guessing. Anyway. Yeah. It's... I'm not a very good filmmaker. <laughs> uh, it, it takes a lot of practice. It does. And even... Like, and if you're doing... if you, Like, and the other thing too is you're going to make videos, make them. Put them on YouTube. Yeah. Like, don't... Don't do what we do sometimes and just keep the footage for five years and then it's too late to do anything with it. I do that. Like, I have vlog footage from when I went to Vegas that I haven't even edited yet. Yeah. I stopped at like vlog eight and then there's... 11 or 12 total. Yeah. My best videos that I've, uh, that uh, my best videos have always been the ones that I shoot and edit the same day. Yeah. Because it's everything's fresh in your mind. You yeah. know how. And I feel so good about it. Yeah. It's so good about it. Like all the, uh, the tutorials on, uh, uh, how to put a dash cam in, uh, in a Tacoma using the GoPro mount that was shot and edited and uploaded the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Honda Element dash lights, same thing, shot, edited, uploaded. 
changing winter tires on the, an mm-hmm. Elantra. Shot, edited, edited, and edited, and edited. Uploaded the same day. Now we filmed stuff about your old element. I remember shooting you yeah. uh, driving your old element because you wanted to make a video about- Still do. About why, the element. About the element, why you loved it or whatever. Yeah. And I'm still toying with, uh, uh, like, with the idea of how to write a story about, like, because first of all, I, like, I never understood why anybody was like, oh man, I'd love to have a 69 whatever. Mm-hmm. If, you know, it was when, a car that they owned when they were a kid until I had the element. And when I, when I sold the element and when I traded in for a Tacoma, I was like, man. I would, in 20 years, totally buy a 2004 Honda Element again. Yeah? I would. It was such a great, not fast, not pretty, but all of the memories I have. Mm -hmm. And that's why we did the footage. We got the footage. Yeah. And that was five years ago? Something? No, like three. Three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I I recently looked at it, actually. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, I mean, now you have a Tacoma and you've made videos on your Tacoma and yeah. uh, things you like, things you don't like. and uh, Can't wait yeah. till the 2020 Tacoma is out. Yeah, 2020 Tacoma is going to fix a lot of things. So Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I'm going to trade in my uh, manual transmission for an automatic. You're going with the auto? 100%. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what color? Did you know they're coming out with a green one? Army green. Heck Did you yeah. Know? Did you know? Did you know that... There's not a single Toyota vehicle that you can get right now that's green. There's no, there's, uh, that's actually not true. There's an Aqua, uh, (laughs) something Mica. It's a, it's, it looks black. When you see it in the sun, it's got, it's a metallic paint. So it's got a bit of a fleckle of green. Sure. But that's, I don't classify that as green, but, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Like they made a green Tacoma before. They did. And it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Your Tacoma's blue. Yeah. Uh, mine's orange. Yeah. And my I've element was orange. Yeah. And when I was shopping for um, a Tacoma, I was really hung up on getting the manual transmission because I don't know. Guys, I love to drive a manual transmission. Yeah. I've only owned manual transmissions. My problem with the manual transmission in the Tacoma is I think that Toyota spent all of their research and development time in making a fuel efficient three and a half liter V6 that would be electronically controlled um, with an automatic transmission. Yeah, they spent a lot of time in the powertrain. Um, and for their uh, multi-train, is it MTS, multi-train select? Is that what they call it? Or is oh, that, I uh, don't know. Dodge? I don't remember either. Um, <clears throat> but I think that's what that engine was designed for. And then like hardcore driving enthusiasts like myself, we get a manual transmission and it's, it's disconnected. So that's yeah, there's, there's definitely issues with the, with the transmission a little bit, uh, specifically in neutral when it rattles, it, it, it rattles. Uh, there's so. a video on my, on, on my channel of it, yeah. uh, the, but it's not even like if they all do it, whatever it, they, it just rattles, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. That's like Honda's reverse gear sound. Yes, All exactly. Hondas make that, but you're only in reverse when you back up. You're neutral a lot when you have a manual transmission. Yeah. Between every shift, when you come up to stop signs. Yeah, exactly. Come to lights. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to start ranting. You can go see that on my channel. You notice yeah. I, I found the clutch in the Tacoma when it's really, really cold. I can tell you it's, why. <laughs> I, I have a video about that too. It's like almost, it, it's not concerning, but it's like, what's It takes on? a long time to come up. It does. Yeah. yeah. So- and I'll tell you why. I've done a lot of research on it too because it's one of those things where I'm like, this. I've had five, this is my fifth manual transmission vehicle and they've all done it a little bit but not as bad as a Tacoma. Like mm-hmm. you can take your foot off it and it comes up slow. Yeah. Especially when you're like minus 15, minus 20, oh, it yeah. comes up slow. So I'll tell you why that is. So the Tacoma is a, a re- relatively easy manual transmission to drive. It is very um, Part of that is because the the throttle is very spongy. You you can't give it too much gas and get it to shudder. It just doesn't doesn't happen that way. But what you're so it's a hydraulic clutch, obviously, and that's why the fluid gets super thick. And inside the transmission, there is a, a clutch clutch accumulator valve. And so what that does is it prevents the clutch from coming up very fast, mm-hmm. so that you can't dump the clutch and damage your transmission or stall it. So there's actually a valve in there that mm. controls how fast the fluid can go out 
and how fast the clutch can come up. And so when the fluid is really thick on a cold day, mm. that's what happens. And there are people who do clutch accumulator deletes. Really? Yeah. So they, uh, I think it's from another um, Toyota truck where you take the, the, it's an actual part replacement. You can take the accumulator right out and put and bypass it completely, hmm. and it fixes it 100%. There's a, in the new RAV4, there's something called a dog clutch in the rear axle, and when it you can send 50% of the power to the back wheels, but depending on which tire needs power, the dog clutch works and sends 100% of that 50 power to one wheel instead of 25 to each or whatever. It's I don't know how the dog clutch mechanically works, but that's what it's called, and, and it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's called... Uh, torque vectoring. Uh, so. That sounds like it's got a little copyright next to it. Yeah, it, it does actually. <laughs> yeah. When you're going, not, not, not off-road or in the winter or whenever, if it's summer, you're going around a corner, mm-hmm. it's, you're getting more power to the outside wheels and less power to the inside wheels for turning. Like yeah, it's, that makes sense. So it's, yeah. it's torque, torque vectoring. Uh, it's pretty cool. They spent a lot of time developing it. But, so um, it is traction, contr- traction control in... Um, the, the Tacoma is fantastic. Yeah, it's too fantastic. I, see, <laughs> it I, works I, too well. So here, I think this is part of it. I think that the automatic transmission makes it, get, you know it all the time. Yeah. This is what I think anyway, because I find in the manual transmission, it's almost flawless. Okay. Like I'll put it right down to the floor and like, it doesn't cut throttle at all. You know it's not giving you your full throttle, mm-hmm. but it's it's not like um, I drove a Ram fifteen hundred one time, and as soon as it broke loose, oh, yeah. it cuts the throttle completely. Tacoma doesn't do that. The little light comes on, and I can tell that it's not getting full throttle, but you don't get that. What mm. does your truck do that? Uh, it it does do it, but I feel like it does it way earlier. Like at aggressive, it's a little too aggressive. I wanted a little bit more slippage in the back wheels. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can. I mean, you can try it after this podcast if you like for whatever. I um, I got it. I got mine stuck in the snow at work one day. And, you know, I you get the wheels going, put it right to the floor, and then you hit the traction control. Mm-hmm. That takes the throttle part of the traction control off, so you can redline it. It'll still do the uh, the synthetic uh, limited slip differential mm-hmm. where it breaks one wheel to get the other wheel to to go. Um, it, that. It's, I think it's fantastic. Have you ever used the auto clutch start? All the time. It's, it's very interesting. Like I've never, I've never actually used it with the clutch engaged. Like I know what it's for. Yeah. But, um, how I use it. So, okay. We better explain to them what the, okay. So there's a, a button in all, uh, Tacoma, all manual transmission Toyota trucks. It's called a clutch start cancel. It's a button that's down on the left hand there. So normally when you get a, a, a manual transmission, you have to put the clutch all the way to the floor, then turn the key to start the engine. And that's so that your transmission is not engaged to your engine at all. So you can't, you can't start the truck and then it lurch forward. It's a bad time if that happens. Yeah. Um, so there's a button on there. And what the button is designed for is that if you get yourself in an off-road situation where rolling back at all, so we have assumed you've stalled the truck for some reason, maybe it's a super steep incline or something like that. But what you're supposed to be able to do is turn your truck after you've stalled it, turn your truck into the on position, press the clutch, clutch start cancel button, and then turn the engine on. And that allows you to start the engine in gear, which is nothing I've ever driven has <laughs> yeah, that. I know. Okay. And so what that allows you to do is have your foot on the brake and on the gas. So that prevents you from rolling back. And it's only supposed to be used in four-wheel drive low, mm-hmm. not four-wheel drive high or two-wheel drive. And as soon as the truck is rolling, you're supposed to like stop using your key to move your vehicle forward because it literally is moving your truck forward on, uh, on the starter. Engine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how I use it is uh, when I'm warming the truck up in the morning, uh, or cleaning it off, I, uh, I get in the truck, pull it into to neutral, make sure it's in neutral, turn the truck on, make sure it's in neutral again, <laughs> <laughs> I 
press a clutch start cancel button, start the truck, clean the truck off. Mm. That's how I use it. Have you ever used it in gear? Uh, no, I haven't used it in general. I know. Yeah, so I know that's what how it is, and I know that's how it's supposed there. to be used. Yeah. I I can't imagine. Like I'm not an off road guy. I don't go wheeling. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I'll take the uh, the road untraveled. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did when you had your Ford. You know, yep. we took the we took the path that was less traveled. And it's a good time, but um, I want to talk about that after this. By the way, okay. I'm going to try and take a mental note because I have a. I'm That's, I'll remember. So we were in Cape Breton and uh, we went uh, uh, wheeling a little bit, but I, I've learned throughout all of my vehicles. My first uh, vehicle was a 1991 Isuzu Rodeo. Um, melted the clutch off in uh, Potato Field. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I got it stuck. I broke leaf springs. Like off road breaks parts. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I'm too old for that. <laughs> and you can't, like, if, when you're off-roading, you can't act like your vehicle is invincible. Oh, like, no. You need to be smart and choose your lines yeah. and stuff. Like, it's... Like, uh, like real off-roading, when you watch real off-roading, it's slow. Yeah. It's meth- uh, methodical. You, almost, sorry, ha- you almost have to think two steps ahead. Yeah. You've got people out there that are that are telling you where your wheels are at. Yeah. You know? And that's the fun of it. Yeah, exactly. It's not blasting down. It's slow and leaving no, trying not to get their tires to, to spin and leaving no trace. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't do that anymore. Like I've done some really stupid things in vehicles. Yeah. You know. But we, like what I, what I was going to say back there is we need yeah. to do that trip again, basically go back to Cape Breton. Uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Go on some hikes, um, do some more camping and some more off-roading. Yeah. Um, you know, when we did that Cape Breton um, trip, that's the, that's the trip that I realized I brought, bought, brought, I bought the wrong platform vehicle. Why? Um, was short it, box. Was it big enough? See, it, when I had the element, I only had two, I only had two seats in it. I had the front seat, mm-hmm. front driver's seat, of course, and the passenger seat in the front. I never had the back seats in it. So when I bought the Tacoma, um, you could get access cab. That had a little bit of uh, interior back seats, which you could put people in, small people, um, in a six-foot box, or you could get four doors mm-hmm. with a double cab short box. And this is a manual transmission problem too, because you can get an automatic, like you have, double cab, double long cab, box. long box. Yeah. But the truck is like this. I can't get even. <laughs> it's like it's huge. Yeah. When I was driving that mid-size truck with a wheelbase. Yeah. Like a land yacht, I was <laughs> like, "Man, I don't want to have to park this." Um, yeah, it's a pain in the butt sometimes. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to try and make the long story short. Um, I came from two seats, and I got four seats and less storage. Um, and the open bed is not for me. I needed a, a cap on the bed. Tonneau cover wasn't going to do it because the bike doesn't lay down in there. So I needed a truck cap, which I also learned is also called a camper shell, a shell, a canopy, and a topper. Those are all the different names they have. That's ridiculous. I call it a truck cap. What do you call it? Bed cap. Bed cap, yeah. I, yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> not a shell. Exactly. N- not a canopy. No. Cap. Cap. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, yeah, that, that trip was the time I was like, ooh, there's just no storage inside the four doors because it's built to move people, not not cargo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the open bed, the open five-foot bed, not big enough, so I put a cap on it. And I have regrets about the cap I chose too. The specific cap or? Style of cap. Style not the specific cap, cap now because I don't have any problem with the with the, the cap itself. It's um, so like we drive mid-sized trucks, mm-hmm. right? They're small trucks. They're not very tall. And if you put, you have the option to do a cab height cap, which is the same roof line as the cab. It's very, very short, Mm -hmm. like very short. So my bike, what I wanted to do is with my mountain bike and my, my fat bike, I wanted that to sit in the back of the truck. Don't care if I had to take a wheel off. I had to take the wheel off no matter if it was a six foot bed or a five foot bed, but, um, standing up. Barely fits. Yeah, exactly. So, you needed the cap that goes up. Yeah, I needed something that was basically. higher than that. But yeah. I think at the time, Lear did not make a cap that had a remote uh, door lock for the So when you the get glass. your 2020 Tacoma, are you going to get a, 
a truck app with it? Oh yeah. yeah. Right right away? Right away. Right away. Right away. Are you gonna yeah. get the green? I don't know. I'll see see what it looks man, like. I haven't got, seen it. Have man, you seen you it? You gotta get the green. Have you seen it? No, there's no pictures of it yet. No, of course there isn't. No. No. I uh, I haven't seen it. Man, but still. It's so army this, green, it's pr- pretty easy to color to Yeah. To visualize. Think, think it'd be flat? Oh, I hope it's matte. <laughs> oh. Man, if it's matte. I don't think it'd be matte. You see, the thing about think about matte paints is that they're really easy to mark. Whatever. It's fine. It's a truck. I uh, see I have a problem with that. Nah, <laughs> I went I did some I did some really uh some really narrow dirt roads one time mm. and I came out the other side, you could see the pinstripes down it, yeah, and I was yeah. like yeah. Um, it washed a truck and they were Are you going to get a remote start? You know what? I, I don't know. Why? I've n- I had a remote start in one of my manual transmission vehicles. Not that that makes a difference, but. Um, no, but I, it's going to be an automatic. Yeah, it, it will be. Yes. The one you're going to get is going to be an automatic. <sighs> I can't believe I'm saying that. Even like today, even with the complaints I have with the manual transmission, I yeah. just. I love shifting my own gears so mm-hmm. much. It's, it's a different truck as an automatic. So much. I love shifting my own gears so much. Like I, I, I don't think you – like I knew you were considering the manual transmission. I was, yeah. I don't – I think you made the right decision going on automatic. I Both, want automatic strictly for resale value. Yeah, strictly for resale value. But that's buying a truck for somebody else. Yeah. Right. You have no intentions of keeping that truck. Uh, not Probably not long term. Probably no. not long term. No, you'll keep it for as long as you have to, and it's, then uh, it's it's an investment. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's an investment. There's no vehicle on the road that holds its value more than a Tacoma. It's true. So like, I it's a little bit risky though because you're you you are the third year. No, this yeah, 2016, 2017, 2018. You're the you're the third year of a new generation. Yep, and I don't. I don't think the third generation is a great truck. Oh, it's not, but it doesn't matter. I know, like, right? It, that's the thing. It doesn't matter. So I'm in a bunch of uh, Tacoma groups and like some people are just completely like in love with their trucks so much. Like, like no matter what you say, like if I'm like, yeah, no, the engine is tuned for an automatic transmission, not a manual transmission. They are like, you don't know how to drive a manual transmission. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You, you are the problem because it's not the Tacoma. Mm. No, there's definitely those people, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways, back to the remote start. Are you <laughs> see? That's what I'm like. Thank you. This is, I no, need you. That's okay. I need you. Okay. Uh, remote start. Toyota's remote start is the best in the business. Why? It is. It, it is. That is a f- factual statement. 800 meters over a kilometer away. There's not a remote start in the. There are 1,000 meters in a kilometer. I didn't, <laughs> Maybe it's over. I just want, I just want you to know that. That's no, what the it, kilo part is. It's 800. And maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe, it it's, eight, maybe it's 800 feet. Is it two way? like that. What do you mean? Um, your remote, does it tell you that the truck has started? Yes. Oh, yes. You get a beep man. and you get a light. That's nice. Yeah. And it's rubberized. The little, oh, well, that's little important. <laughs> um, so Amber's car is a 2012 uh, Elantra. And I, I bought her a car starter a couple of years ago. Yeah. Bottom, it's it's like entry level. It is such crap. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. Toyotas, you can you get the little starter with it, or whatever, and you can start it from eight hundred feet. I think it was eight hundred feet. Sure. Over a column, whatever it is, whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay. But you can also start it with a regular remote as well, the regular key. So if you if you're a long distance, you can use a long distance one, and it's you press one button and then you press the other one. But you can use the normal key as well. It's lock, lock, and then hold the third lock, and it starts. So the Toyota remote works with in two different configurations with all the stuff that you have. Interesting. Yeah, it's like I'm saying, it's best in business. So um, getting back to whether I put one in, yeah, probably not, and I'll tell you why. I'm not soft. I can get into a cold mm-hmm. truck, heated seats. I agree. Like I'm not soft. Um, remote car starters are tremendously expensive. $849 for the Toyota one. To run. Like a V6 engine sitting and idling uses so much fuel. Mm-hmm. Like, And you don't really notice that into, unless you're like myself. I don't know if you do it, but I reset my trip distance every time I get gas. 
And I know that I've, if I've left my truck running for melting frost or snow or idling because I'm doing something that needs the truck idling, I know based on my trip distance for that tank, it is very hard on, oh, yeah. it, on gas. It definitely like it's is. It's so bad. So that's yeah. the reason I wouldn't have one. And I don't think it's good for your engine to just sit there. I, I don't personally have one. So, no. um, and I wouldn't pay the, it's not worth it to me. Like again, it's not for $850 no, Canadian no. dollars, of course. Yeah. 800 Canadian pesos. That's probably like $570 American. It's probably a buck 99. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. So I'll have to rename this, this podcast to Truck Talk. Truck Talk, yeah. <laughs> We're coming up on pretty much, I think close to an hour now and we no got we got to take off soon too. It's almost seven. So. Um, let's wrap this up now. Okay. And, uh, okay. any final words? Um, if you guys made it this far in this organic podcast, where we're just talking about stuff, um, and you want to see more of it, then, uh, encouragement down there in the comments would be good. Yeah. Uh, are you going to put this in iTunes as well? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll publish oh, wow. this on iTunes. Crazy. Cool. Yeah. iTunes, Spotify, um, and Google Play Music. Wow. All of the places to hear us. Well, that's very cool. Um, I'm glad that we did this after the other videos that we did. Yeah, we filmed some yep. um, Canadians Try Stuff videos, some food yeah. videos. That's our, my third channel, Canadians Try yeah. Stuff. So, um, We'd yeah. love it if you guys came over to my channel and just checked it out. Yeah, um, definitely. And uh, if you're if you're into it, uh, hit subscribe. And uh, comments are way better than yeah, thumbs up or thumbs down. I'd rather hear, I'd rather somebody type out why they didn't like it than just click thumbs down. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And um, I get check, tough out, skins. check out those... Um, Princess Auto box Unboxing. videos that he did, uh, pretty cool, uh, because we're going to try and do that on this channel as well, coming up pretty Absolutely. soon. So if you are subscribed to this channel, uh, you're likely going to see that video anyway, so you might as well familiarize yourself with potentially what we could get in. You know what we should do? We but should take some of the small stuff and put it in a box, and then take that box, yeah, and then put tape in that box, and then take that box yeah, with the tape in the box, yeah, put a shipping label on it, okay, and then mail it to somebody. Okay. On this channel. Like a prize? Like a giveaway? Yeah, but how would we do it? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Let's let's, let's take one of the weirdest things that come out of these boxes. Yeah. Don't identify it. But like, what is this? And of the people that guessed the right answer, those will be the people who are entered into win the box. Okay. And we'll try and make it somewhat reasonably small because shipping outside of Canada, I don't know why. Oh, I ship jerseys. I, so me, expensive. I, it's expensive. <laughs> like you can get stuff in here super cheap, but man, you want to get it out, if you I, got to pay. If I want to ship a jersey to Australia, it's $79. Yep. <laughs> it's expensive. Wow. Yeah, okay. So. And it, is it mass or? No, it's weight. Not very big. Weight. I put it in a, in a fabric bag. Not a fabric bag. A plastic bag. A yeah. plastic bag. Wow. Um, yeah, anyways. All right, let's wrap it up. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll thanks do for it. listening. Uh, so thanks watching. for listening, watching, whatever you're doing, whatever yeah. platform you're on. Uh, we really appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed some of our conversation. And uh, thanks for sticking, sticking around as long as you did. And we have a good day. And we'll see you in the next. Have an yak. Adios.